Boom, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Strike Thoughts. Two weeks in a row, Pete. Look at that, eh? Fucking back on it, ain't we? I'm getting lost. Well, we're definitely going to get together after after this after this weekend's card because I can't fucking wait for it. Um, but yeah. let's not jump the gun. We'll come on to that in just a moment. Overall thoughts of the card before we break it down, Pete? Was it a bit of an anticlimax mm. for you? Well, how did you feel yeah. about it? Yeah, the, like you said, the the main event saved it, but yeah, fucking, it can only I, can, I don't know. It can only get. I, I watched some highlights um, the other day of like like twenty. 21 like best highlight like moments and shit and I was like fucking hell it's like it's, there's never going to be like a whole year where it's like oh, it wasn't that good it's like no way it's always getting better what was some of the some of the highlights for, for refresh my memory <laughs> I don't know really it all seemed to be I was I was enjoying I was happy to be watching it um <laughs> to be honest I, I, all I remember is fucking I actually quite like how like Bisping and Dominic Cruz bounce off each other yeah, it's like it's a bit awkward sometimes. Cause obviously, you know, Dominic Cruz is a bit opinionated and he can yeah. get a bit stroppy in that. And you've got Bisping there, like they're just fucking about with each other. But and uh, what's his name, Brendan Fitzgerald? But yeah. no, nah, like, but yeah, but well, I think the first finish was the co-main, wasn't it? The heavyweights, they said, or yeah, from what I, from from memory, yeah, the Jake Collier Chase Sherman one. Um, yeah. it was, yeah, but which, which we'll come on to, um, we might yeah. as well break down the card then, as I say, cause you know, first card of the year it was, it was, it was, I don't know, obviously it, the, the fights weren't, you know, exciting and there wasn't a lot of stoppages, but it was nice to be watching fighting. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Um, so the first one was TJ Brown against Charles Rosa, uh, and essentially, um, this was, and do you know what, this was, the, <laughs> this was the first fight of the year and, what we spoke about last year is one of the annoying things happened. Charles Rosa gets his ass beat for 15 minutes straight. And then at the end of the fight, hands in the air, walking off, arms oh. up. Like what, what, what do you think that, do you think they genuinely think they've won? Or do you think they're trying to do it for the judges? Like what do, what, what, what do, why do you think they're doing that? I don't know. It must feel different. I guess when you're in there, it wasn't like a beat down, but it was like, and I, I guess also he's, what did he say? He come in on like three days notice or something. Mm. Um, mm. But I actually thought he was going to like in the first round. He started landing some leg kicks, and the other guy was like wobbling a little bit. And I was like, "Oh shit!" Like this guy, like he could just chop him down, like in the second, third round, or whatever. But I think he just caught up with him, and the other guy was just obviously a lot more better prepared. But yeah, I don't know. It must be it must be weird being in there and maybe thinking you've done enough. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I guess. I, I mean, yeah, I shouldn't really kind of be too harsh on people. I've got no clue what it's like. Um, TJ was just like really, really, he was definitely the aggressor though. Really, really aggressive, yeah, yeah. putting the forward pressure on, do you know what I mean? So it's, it's kind of, mm. kind of clear, clear he won. So it was really, really impressive from him. Uh, that was in the lightweight division. Moving down a little bit to the featherweight division, Brian Kelleher, who he was kind of one of my take out, takeaways from lockdown. I remember the first time I saw him, he got that massive knockout. Um, yeah. And then every time he's been fighting since, I've been really excited to see him. Um, I think he liked one of our posts as well that I put on Instagram. So that was really nice. Um, but uh, Kevin Croom against Brian Boom Kelleher. Croom was uh, very aggressive, but for me, Brian was just won every single round pretty much. He was definitely 2-0 up going into the third and then really cemented it in the third round with uh, with just a really, really dominant performance and, and gets the win by unanimous decision. Uh, if you can hear that noise in the background, that's a new printer that I've bought. So I do apologize. I'm just trying to get it set up today and it's making all sorts of noises. So sorry about that. Um, yeah. What did you think of this one, Pete? 
yeah, I thought to be honest, that actually reminded me that's probably one of the like the better ones of the night. And it was just like I think he got like quite a bad cut as well. It was just like yeah. um yeah, it was competitive. It's good to see. He's where is he? Bantamweight. That's featherweight. Oh, he's featherweight. Mm. Fucking hell. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's about it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, saying, that, saying that, like, I know you said Kevin Chrome, but was there not another? I'm sure there was another finish with the. Was he like a Russian bald guy or a Danish bloke? Uh, Remember that guy? He had proper crisp striking. What the, on like, the, are you talking about on this card? Yeah, I'm sure he, he looked fucking. He looked a bit like me with a short beard. Oh yeah, and then guy. he stole your dance moves as well. That's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he stole your dance move afterwards. Yeah, we'll come on to him. Yeah. We'll come on to him. Um, yeah, I've literally yeah. got a note here about him dancing exactly like you as well. And I was like, oh, he's fucking stealing Pete's moves there. Yeah, yeah. that was a really impressive performance from him. Um, mm-hmm. Before that one, we had um, Ramiz Brahimaj against Court McGee. Well, wait, um, Court again got the win by unanimous decision. Really strong and powerful. Uh, and then back to back wins for the, for the 37 year old. Um, he said some interesting stuff after the fight about how. He's quite a nice guy, and he doesn't actually like coming in to hurt people, but he kind of has to. Did you? Did you? Did you hear? Did you hear his comments? Yeah, he's just—he seems like that sort of guy that's like he just sort of grinds out his wins, doesn't he? He's not yeah. like—you never see him just fucking maul it. Well, like I guess he does in a sort of grappling sense, but yeah, I don't know. And and I don't know. You look at guys like that. Obviously, we've spoke about Guida and stuff like that. They've still got it, and they're still beating these guys that are like up and coming and stuff. So. I don't know. It's weird, them sort of guys. You wonder if they are just sort of sticking around doing it as a job just to get paid and just like, yeah, just to get by, I guess. But he's been in it for fucking so long now. I don't remember him ever getting like that close, though, to like a title shot or anything like that. It was always, I suppose you always have them sort of middle tier fighters that are just, they just get stuck there, I guess. Yeah, and like you say, it's a job for a lot of these guys. Uh, and I think at 37, he's not really going to come. Well, you know, never say never. Look at look at um, look at Glover. But at 37, you know, it's, yeah. it's doubtful that he's going to be heading toward a, a title run anyway at this point. But fair play to him; he still got the win. Uh, then we had Joseph Holmes against Jamie Pickett. Um, this was really, really quite evenly matched. Pickett seemed to be getting the better of the exchange and, and, and gets the win by unanimous decision. A lot of clinching going on here. I think they just kind of their styles were quite similar. Um, yeah. One had a power right, one had a power left. So it was kind of like just cancelling each other out, both from Dana White's Tuesday Night Contender Series. And yeah, just kind of, I think the aggression of, of Pickett got him the win here. Yeah, he's, I think he even admitted afterwards, he was like, I'm better than that. I still yeah. feel like there was a shit performance and stuff. So that, that felt like most of the night, I think. Like a lot of the fights was, they could have done more, but maybe first card back of the year, it's like they don't want to start off with a loss. Maybe if, like, maybe if people were just playing it a bit safe, but yeah, he look, he, do, he does look good. He he looks like he's got more to offer. For sure. And then the next one was Joe Anderson Brito against Bill Algio. Again, Bill gets the win by unanimous decision. Um, he landed double the strikes that Brito landed uh, and then called out Giga um, in the uh, in his post-fight. It's like, you know, he's in the main well, event. They work. That's worked out well, though. Exactly. Yeah, true. <laughs> he might have set up a fight with him. So fair play to yeah. him. And he, and he said that he even said, you know, I hope Cater does him and then I can fight him. So that was that was a kind of a, a prophecy from him there. I like the way he grabbed the mic and was like, any Georgians in? Go home. <laughs> yeah, go home. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Um, 
Yeah, so just coming on to what you said then, Pete, Dakota Bush against uh, Borshev, Vyashlav Borshev in the lightweight division. Borshev with a nasty left hook uh, to the body and absolutely folded him. It's rare that you see a body shot put someone down like this, mate. It really made me fucking cringe. It was horrible, wasn't it? I didn't see it at first. I thought it was just a connection. They just sort of clashed and I was like, oh, what happened there? And like, I, I was a bit confused and then someone said body shot and I was like, fucking hell. But he did look good though. He didn't look like like much. Do you know what I mean? He's like, he, when they were saying he's like a clinical striker and the other guy is going to try and take him down and stuff, I was like, oh, okay. And then, yeah, when he when he did start unloading, it was like, fucking hell, he's like, he's definitely got something. Mad. Yeah, fair play to him. It really, he looked really, really good. And they were talking him up a lot, as you said before. Um, and mm. then, yeah, starts doing his dance moves and stuff afterwards. Um, really, really impressive from him. Um, the next fight, Caitlin Chikagi against Jennifer Meyer, flyweight division. Caitlin, just, uh, did you have this one on mute, Pete? Did you like this one? <laughs> Not in the first round. Then I think it, I had to turn it down second and third. I'm joking. (laughs) I was quite disappointed by Jennifer's performance, to be honest, because she's, you know, been up there before and fought for titles, etc. But Caitlin just absolutely dominated her. But Jakagan looks really good. She wants to fight Valentina now. Um, Mm. She could have they fought before? I think, I think, yeah, it was they said they were talking about rematch. I'm not Mm. sure what happened. I'm sure she finished her. I can't remember now. Let's have a look. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, but then yeah, like like you said, like Maya done, she done really well against. Uh, she was the first one that sort of made Valentina look a bit like shaky, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think she went five rounds of her. So she's um yeah, so she lost to Valentina Shevchenko, um, got TKO'd uh, in round three, um, with with elbows and punches. She then actually beat Antonina Shevchenko. Um, she then lost to Jessica Andrade, which is obviously no uh, no no slouch. But then she's on a free fight win streak now. She's beat Cynthia Calvillo, she beat Vivian Arajo, and now obviously she's just beat Jennifer Meyer as well. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. Jennifer Meyer um, obviously lost to Valentina Shevchenko. But like you said, she did take her all five rounds, um, yeah. and and Valentina couldn't couldn't get her out of there. Um, this was actually a rematch as well uh, between the two of them. Anyway, Caitlin oh, Chikagin yeah. and, and and Meyer. Um, and Chikagin won the first one as well by unanimous decision again. So, you know, puts her in line for the title. It's obviously it's a difficult division with Valentina sat at the top of it. But, you know, if um, if the Nunes fight has taught us anything, it's that there's always yeah, a contender yeah. out there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. The only thing we've... I was thinking that today and I was like, yeah, anything can happen. But the only thing is, I don't think Valentina would fight like that. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. She, she she always fights the same. She never goes out there like swinging for the fences and getting in a fucking barn burner. It's like everything's perfect and precise. And just, even like, like someone like Maya, you think like with her grappling and that, because I think that's what she's done with Valentina. But if you say Valentina beat Chikagin with like elbows on the floor and stuff, it's like she can get anyone down. Like no matter how big or like rangy they are, it's like it would be good to see. Like, so I think. Chikagin has got better, but yeah, yeah. I just, I'll just watch. Yeah, I watch Valentina fight anyone. Hundred percent. No, hundred percent, hundred percent. That sets up a nice little competition there. Um, Rogerio Bontarin against Brandon Royval. I was really excited to see Royval. Um, another one in the last couple of years that we've been keeping an eye on in the flyweight division. Um, Brandon's striking was a lot better. Rogerio's grappling was a lot better. Um, there was a little bit of a weird one where they they thought that Rogerio uh, tapped. Uh, yeah. yeah. What, what did you think? I, I did at first, I was like Same. watching it live, and then when they showed it again, I was like, nah, he just sort of, I think he's just brushing his hand against his leg or going to push off. It's like one little touch, and it's like, 
yeah, I don't. I thought. I thought. I think he was all right, but yeah, it was good. that that was quite that was quite competitive. That was quite, I thought something was going to happen in that one. Like, it was really back and forth, but uh, yeah, Roy Val looked really good in the scrambles, but yeah, that Bonterin caught him a few times, didn't he? Like, Definitely. He was quite. He was quite open. Like he was getting tagged quite a bit, but. I um I don't mind decisions like obviously with a lot of decisions this and it you know, took us a while to watch the card etc but I don't mind a decision when the fight's like that like this was a really exciting fight really fast paced mm. both trying to win it both aggressive um so yeah. yeah had no problems with it I thought it was really really good and and, and Roy I got the win by split decision um and then just moving on to the last two fights before I want to um talk about obviously the card that's coming up this weekend Jake Collier against Chase Sherman heavyweight division what a performance from Collier both. Big boys throwing hands early, the noises, the leather being thrown, the slap. Like it was just like, oh, I missed this so much. Amazing action. Um, but then uh yeah, Collier gets the mount, rains down some elbows, some really vicious elbows, um, and then sinks in a rear naked choke. When when the big boys go out, it's always exciting, ain't it? No. It was, it was mad listening to them say as like how much fun would it be to move up from middleweight to heavyweight? Yeah, <laughs> it was a mid- like- yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy. Yeah eating whatever you want, just pack on that fucking weight and just like, ain't got to cut weight anymore. But he did, he carried it with him, didn't he? Like, he looks, he looks like a lump, but he's like, he's quick as well. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. If you look at him, doesn't look like he's in shape at all. Really big guy, you know, fat dude, but mate, the mm. power that he packs and obviously to be able to sink in a rear naked choke like that shows some technique as well. So yeah, really, really impressive yeah. from, uh, from, from Jake there. Uh, and we'll see what he has in his next fight. And then Pete, just when you're watching a card and the fights are a bit meh, decisions, decisions, decisions are a bit meh, and then you get to a main event with two absolute fucking warriors. This fight had me just, I couldn't take my eyes off it. It was unbelievable. I, I wanted to score this one, so I went round by round. Um, and I, I personally, just looking at it, I don't think Giga won a round. Round one, Cater controlled him on the ground and, and had his back. Round two was yeah. probably one of the best rounds I've seen for a really long time. They were really going at it, but Cater's hands were just amazing. Um, round three, Giga was busted open uh, and it just, you know, it was an, it turned into an absolute war. Uh, and then number four, and num- uh, round four and round five, the elbows, Pete. The fucking elbows yeah. that Cater was I- throwing. It was rare to see that. I didn't realise them because I think they showed it at the end. I didn't realise how many shots he landed in round five. Like it, it seemed like it was not not even, but Giga found like a bit of a second wind and he was throwing back as well. I think he come out really quick in round five for like about a minute and then he sort of slowed off after that. But yeah, I think he just he just exerted too much in that first round. I think mm. he went for it a bit too much. You can see like they were quick. They were fucking quick as fuck, like his kicks and that, but if you're throwing kicks like hundred, he was going hundred percent with probably about I don't know what like it seemed like about ten kicks in the first couple of minutes just going after him, and then obviously he missed that head kick just by a little bit, got spun around on the cage and then obviously dumped, and like it was after that he just he, even and even in round one the camera from above was looking at him and I could notice his mouth he was fucking gasping for air after like two minutes I was like mm. oh fuck he's just like blown himself whereas. Yeah, Cater was just non-stop, man. Like, just fair play to him. Even though he did sort of stop kicking, like, fair play to Cater for, like, he was just walking him down. So aggressive. So the, the fact, uh, how good he looked and the way his hands looked, and obviously, you know, I know I always fucking bang on about him, but it just shows you, like, how good is Holloway? Holloway oh, yeah. fucked this guy up. But 
then you look at someone like Cater uh, and and uh, even Bisping and and, and Cruz and and, and um, Brendan was sort of saying it. The fact that coming back from a loss like that, it, it teaches you about yourself. It makes you ask yourself yeah, questions, yeah. and you kind of think to yourself, you know, do I want to be here? And you know, am I at this level? And then to come back like that, oh, I was so impressed with him. And I was actually quite—I do like Giga, but I was actually really happy for Calvin. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hundred percent. I don't know why. I sort of with all this other stuff going on as well people jumping on the bandwagon like slagging off Volkanovski it's like this I don't know I don't know it's just it's just we're everyone in that division at the top is like wicked so yeah. it's like I guess he's I guess Giga's shot himself in the foot a little bit by coming out slagging off Volkanovski and then he goes and loses to Cater which a lot of people probably thought he was gonna fucking kick him in the gut and that would be it but like yeah. um yeah it sort of show I don't know it must be tough it's going to be tough for other people to fight Cater now, I think, looking at what he can go through. And to be honest, like, going through that Holloway fight, how many other people would have lasted all five rounds getting smashed to pieces like that and, like, yeah. still still be standing? So it's like, I don't think a lot of people are going to be asking to fight him. But, um, yeah, I think even... <laughs> who said it? I think Volkanovski came out and said afterwards, he was like, Take away that Giga kick, and the geezer turns into a punching bag. Oh <laughs> <laughs> no, he said nullify. That was it. Nullify the Giga kick, and he turns into a punching bag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, he, he's got hands, though, bruv. He, I know he's joking, yeah, but yeah, he, yeah. he's got some fucking hands. He was striking with him, but Kate's boxing, unbelievable. Mm. It, unbelievable. I think it was more of a mental thing. It was more like Kate was like, "I can take all your shots and keep moving forward," and Giga was like. Fucking hell, he's still here after round one or after them after them kicks. So it's like maybe it was like a mental thing, and he thought he was just going to sweep for him. But I think it's set. I just said, I think yeah, it sets up some good fights now though, because there's still obviously you got Volkanovski against the Korean Zombie, which it looks like, um, which I ain't got a fucking problem with. I think that's going to be wicked. But mm. uh, yeah, I don't know. Kate, Kate can fight anyone now, I guess. Maybe Ortega. I think someone said that'd be good. Um, yeah, fun, good division. Yeah, really good division, really good division. I made a little prediction which we spoke about earlier. I think Max will get his belt back this year. I hope so, anyway. Um, just to cement himself at the top. So we'll see what happens um, if those two lock horns again. All right, Pete. Let's finish off then. Um, we're, we're making good time here. Let's finish off uh, with this upcoming card. It's just starting with the prelims. Uh, Charles Jordan, Air Jordan. Featherweight divisions fighting Ilya Tapuria. Ilya is ranked and Charles isn't. So if Charles gets the win here, he becomes ranked. Really impressive if Charles' last performance looked really, really dominant. Your boy, Pete, Barcelos, is fighting Victor, Victor Omri. How do you, uh, how do you see this yeah, one I going? Know. I don't know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> it looks a bit like um, Clay. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think he was... Do you remember his last fight? It was like quite close, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought obviously I thought he was gonna when I first saw him in the UFC, I was like, fucking hell, this guy's like unbelievable. But um I think he gassed a little bit in the last fight. It was really good. The other guy was like proper tough. Um so yeah, hopefully he can get he can get back on track. I think he was meant to fight in December, maybe, but got pushed back. So yeah, Bantamweights, there's fucking so many good Bantamweights coming through. 
that division is so fucking stacked. Yeah, I mean, a, a lot of them are, but that 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 division especially has got some absolute animals in it. And then the main card is just banger after banger after banger. We've got middleweights Rodolfo Vieira um, against Wellington Terman. We've got Cody Stamen fighting Said Nurmagomedov. Uh, bantamweight division. Um, if Said gets the win here, he becomes ranked because Cody's ranked number 15. Uh, the back-flipping, side-flipping, cage-running Michelle Pereira-Lima is fighting Pete against Andre Filo. It's always impressive. Michelle, um, look, to be fair, say what you want about him, about his tricks and all that shit. He looked really good in his last fight. So, you know, yeah, fair play to yeah, him. Yeah. Um, and then, Pete, the main event, which I'll ask for your predictions now, we've got Brandon Moreno against Figueredo, and then Francis Ngannou against Cyril Garn. Flyweight Championship, Heavyweight Championship on the line. Talk to me about what you're looking forward. Talk to me about what you're excited about, and then give me some of your predictions, how you think these these are going to go. Uh, I don't know. I think the more, the main event are more like... I don't I don't mind nothing against Cyril Garn, but I think it's just... The, the longer Bongano stays champion, the more exciting that division is. Mm. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping he can figure out a way to get to Garn, whether that is blitzing forward or whatever, but then he's going to have to be careful if it doesn't work straight off the bat. Then, But he looked he looked good against Stipe. He looked calm. He looked like he's obviously his wrestling's got better. Um, he waited for that moment. So, but he just, I just, I don't want him to sit. I don't want him to wait too long against Garn and then end up being another Derek Lewis fight where he can't, he feels like he's like nullified and can't do anything. But I think he's got a good coach now. He's got a good corner, so they'll, they'll, they'll know what they're doing. Um, so, yeah, that one I'm sort of leaning towards more on Garno. Maybe that's just like a heart thing. But the other fight, even though it was so good, I've been watching the countdown and stuff as well, watching Moreno like screaming like Viva Mexico or whatever it is, like just almost crying in the ring with like Joe Rogan. It's like, I do want him to keep the belt, but also I think Figueredo gets like a bad rep as like the bad guy. Like, yeah, even you know though I mean? he, he was picking him up and congratulating him and stuff, I don't know yeah, why he yeah. gets painted that, like that, this. That's what I mean. I think it's just because of his look, his demeanor, and his like. Uh, he comes out. What's he come out to? The fucking Mission Impossible. Fuck, he's just like the villain. He's almost like a Bond villain. He's just yeah. like. Um, but he's obviously training with Sahudo now. He's changed up camps, and he's like trying to mix things up so it's like I think he could that that one could go either way the amount of times they hit each other in the first two fights and like how, how close the first one was obviously got submitted in the second fight but anything can happen in that, that fight either one of them could get knocked out in the first round or submitted and yeah I'm looking I think I'm looking forward to that one mostly as like sort of fight of the night I can't wait for it. Yeah, I can't wait for it. I think it's going to be really exciting. I'd love Moreno to get the win, only because, like, you know, I guess I'm able to connect with Moreno a little bit more. Figueroa doesn't really speak English, and I'm never really, you know, it's difficult to connect with, and I'd love Brandon Moreno. For the main event, I've been, obviously, we had a little discussion about it off mic, and then, you know, we've, we've spoken, like you said, it's either going to be, you know, Cyril Garn keeping him at a distance and picking him apart and then Francis Ngannou trying to get to him and, um, you know, Cyril Garn's great on the ground. He might even try and take him down. But because it's strike thoughts, um, I have to put a prediction out there. So what I'm going to say is that Ngannou is just going to take this guy's fucking head off. That's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say that Cyril Garn's got... How, how many fights is it? Eight professional fights I think he's had. Um, you know, no, sorry, 10. So he's 10 and 0. Um... I think they've chucked him in there a bit early. I think he's come and, you know, proved himself against some really, really tough fighters. But mm. this is like, 
you know, it's like fighting, you know, ten hyenas and then thinking you can take a lion. I don't, I don't think that it's it's going to go his way. I think Ngannou's just going to plow through this cunt, um, and we'll see. Obviously, if Garn wins, you know, then I'll just pretend I didn't say none of this. No one's listening anyway. But I know, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, I, 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 I just that. yeah. Go on. Do you remember the Rosenstrike fight? What we were like before well, that? Yeah, that's what was <laughs> that. But but then again, Rosenstrike, even though he's a fucking like a world champion kickboxer, he doesn't move like Garn at all. Like he's quite flat footed. He's quite flat footed and sort of like weights and stuff. He's like, but I think oh, I don't know. It's hard, isn't it? I want. I, 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 to be honest, I don't think Ngano is going to come out guns blazing. I think they probably know stuff from their sparring. He knows what he can maybe catch him with. Well, well he knocked um, him out. Apparently, did you see that? What did he say by mistake? Yeah. <laughs> he, he said, said by he accident. Didn't, yeah, he said he, he knocked him out with a left high kick. Ngano uh, said he knocked Garn out badly. Mm. Yeah, that was quite funny. But he was like, "Yeah, they won't." I don't think they'll show that video. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's been given a. I think he's been given a bad fucking rep as well. Like, I know he's... It's a bit weird because I think they said he took his time agreeing to another title fight. That's why they done the interim. But I think even that was a bit fucking backstabby, sort of. It's like, come on, man. Like He's just he's just won the championship. He's back home celebrating. And then you're like, well, can you fight this month? It's like, no. Yeah. Oh, well, then we're, then we're doing an interim, which is I think it was a bit bullshit. And Agreed. he's like, he's got, he's, got, he's one of the biggest draws in the UFC. I'd like, I don't know why they're not trying to keep him happy. I'm not like, yeah, it's because he keeps asking for more money. I think what's going to happen here if he wins this fight, and I was listening to Brendan Sharp talk about this, if he wins yeah. this fight, and especially if he wins it in dominant fashion, he he will fight a boxer, I think, and he will make a fucking fuckload of money. I oh, think, the, yeah, I mean, they've been talking about the Fury one, so it's that'd be fucking hilarious. I don't think he should fight Fury because <clears throat> I think he'd get fucked up. I think he should fight Deontay Wilder or like Anthony Joshua or something like that. That would be amazing. I, I don't think he should fight mm. Fury. I think Fury just fucking peppers the cunt, to be honest. I think, yeah, but I think Fury's the one who actually is the only one who's replied back to him and said he would do it. Whereas I don't think the other two, would, they'd be like, no, nah, fuck that. I'm not risking my, do you know what I mean? This, my I brain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I do, I do wish, I don't know. I, I fucking hell. That's, to be honest, that's going to be exciting as well. But, I've almost got that bad feeling of, you know, when someone's that good, like at yeah. not getting hit and like technical and stuff, like GSP used to be. Yeah. But yeah. when he was dominant, and I, did, to be honest, I didn't really, not that I didn't like him back then, but I, he was that good. I always wanted him to get beat. Yeah. And I was like, oh, the next guy's going to knock him out. The next guy's going to knock him out. And he just nullified everyone. So yeah. I'm, I'm hoping just Garn doesn't nullify him for like five rounds and it's like, oh, fuck, he didn't even land one big shot. Like, I'd like we'll to see, see. Garn a little bit in trouble, see how he copes. Yeah, yeah, I would like to see that as well. I think, and again, you know, I've got I've got no eggs in any baskets here. I, I love Francis just because of his story and stuff like that. But, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of Cyril Garn as well. Fair play to him for yeah. what he's done in such a short space of time. I mean, you know, in, just incredible what he's done <laughs> in love, tough fights. I'd love to see, even though I said if, if Garn wins, it sets up a really interesting match with John Jones. Yeah. But I think even more exciting would be if he, smashes through Cyril Garn and then John Jones pipes up and then it's John Jones versus Ngarno for his first heavyweight fight. That would be um, fucking I think that would be one of the biggest fights in UFC history. That'd be the biggest fight in UFC history. Hands down that would be especially for the heavyweight championship. Yeah, that would be fucking amazing. 
sets us up for some really, really exciting stuff. You've got Nganu, who's got a road um, a road map ahead of him, which is really, really exciting. But Cyril Gahn could come in and throw throw a big spanner in the works then. Um, mm. So just as a matter so you said Nganu and you said uh, Moreno, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Moreno figure. Yeah, I get I guess Moreno. I, yeah, he's just happy, isn't he? Like yeah. seeing him smile. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I agree. I agree. All right, Pete, made up some good time there. Anything else you added? Any other wicked whispers? How's your boy getting on? No, not much good. <laughs> oh no. Oh, I did see actually the uh rumours to talk about. I think they're doing Oliviera Gaethje in Rio. Fucking hell. That'll be amazing. Uh, yeah, so that'd be then. Yeah, and then he'd get the winner, obviously. Yeah, of course. Yeah, just number one <laughs> contender, just like that. Why not? In Dublin, <laughs> in Dublin why not? Fuck it, no one <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, and the uh, UFC London isn't it? coming up. UFC London coming up, yeah, in March. Um, my missus was like, "Oh, they're coming to London. Are you going to go?" And I was thinking, to be honest, I haven't really got the money. I don't really think it's. Uh, I just you you went right. You have been to one, didn't you? Yeah, but I'd. The only reason I wouldn't sit there again because it was like cage side is it's too low down because the cage is so high up and you can see bits of it and you can hear it, which is fun. But I like I do like I love listening to to the commentary and Same. like the clear view of it. Like, do you know what I mean? Hundred percent, hundred percent. We might have to do a watch along. You never know. We could. We've been saying we need to get together and do a watch along. We need to do it. Yeah. Well, either that or I don't know whether you'd be up for it, but I I, I looked. Maybe like a couple of years ago, before all the shit happened, and I was going to watch a UFC event, but it was a late one. I didn't know how it worked, but I think some one of the sports bars, maybe near London Bridge, um, they have their own private rooms, so you can hire a room which has like a big screen in it, uh, your own fridge, sofas, and that, and you get like obviously like a waitress bringing you drinks and shit. Like so, it's just you, like your mates in there. Um, and there's all different rooms, there's like a Heineken room, a Jaeger room, all that sort of shit. So it's all like themed, but I didn't I didn't want to book it because I was like, surely they won't stay open till fucking six o'clock in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Where, but there, whereas this is a bit earlier, but yeah, and I'll def- I think I definitely want to watch watch that with like fucking commentary. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. All right, Pete, let's let the listeners go. Um, really exciting card this weekend. I'm sure we'll, we'll, we'll be talking about it beforehand. Um, might try and stay up for it, but I'm going to be working oh, yeah. Saturday and Sunday, so um, it's going to be. You stayed up weekend. last week? Uh, no, uh, I, I watched oh. like I watched about three prelims uh, before I finally oh. conked out, and then just caught up on the rest on Sunday. Um, but yeah, so I'll be, I'll be working Saturday and Sunday, so we'll see um, what I can fit in uh, to the schedule. But I'll definitely try and get it watched, um, at, obviously before end of day Sunday anyway, and I will be able to give you a shout. All right, mate. Yeah. All right, thanks very much. Cheers, and uh, we'll catch up again next week. Take care. See you later.